Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, gold Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989-898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989-898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989 with an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989-898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. As long as our economy and political systems prioritize profit without considering who is profiting, who is being shut out, we will perpetuate this inequality. So we cannot stop at criminal justice system. We must begin the work of dismantling the whole system of oppression wherever we find it. America is in a civil war. Instead of bringing in the best of the third world, we brought in the garbage of the third world. For 25 years, I've been warning you about borders, language, and culture. Take a look at this Ilhan Omar, a refugee from Somalia, a filthy, disgusting hellhole. And she comes to my country and she lectures us about how bad our country is. And she wants to dismantle the whole system of this nation. But she is not alone. Half of the lowlifes in the Democrat Party agree with her. So the real question is, have the mobs already won? Is Trump doing enough? The answer is they have not really won. Trump is not doing enough. Trump is uh, a penny short and a month late. What is the point of Trump giving a speech about culture wars when that is about 15 to 20 years out of date? Who the hell is writing this garbage for him when they are toppling our civilization in front of our eyes? Welcome to the Savage Nation. Now, the main topic today is that I'm calling this country bailout nation. The uh, paycheck protection program money, which is meant for you, was stolen by the elites. Madeleine Albright, Tucker Carlson, Pelosi's husband, the uh, gay dating site, Grindr. 
the Church of Scientology, even the Ayn Rand Institute took welfare. Now, I love all these guys who pretend on television to be conservatives, and yet when the the welfare money rolled out, there they were with their hands out. Same everywhere you turn. How can a group that stands for the demise of America like Media Matters, funded largely by the anti-American George Soros, a Stalinist hate group that has gone after Michael Savage and everyone else in the conservative media for the last 25 years, how could they have gotten $2 million from this government? How? Because nobody is in charge. That's how. Which leads me to today's program, which already we're doing today's program. This morning I received the cover for my book, which will be out in September. Now, I have told you before, this will be my last book. This will be my last book, my last political book. I want it to be my legacy. I want to to try to do what I can to turn the tide to save this country. The book is entitled Our Fight for America. The War Continues. If you go to michaelsavage.com, you'll see a picture of yours truly. But it doesn't say that. It says our fight for America. The battle continues. Well, I went to war with my publisher and I said, change the word battle to war. But I want to make this proactive and interactive with the audience. If you get a few minutes, click on the book cover, read the jacket copy and tell me how you would change it, because it has to be sent to the to the printer, I think, by tomorrow. So this is the first time amongst all of my books that I've actually asked my audience to become interactive and change some of the jacket copy because some of it is no good. Some of it is wrong. And what I want to do for you today on the Savage Nation is read you two pages from our fight for America. And it's under the uh, chapter of who benefited or who profited from the COVID epidemic. These two pages are about the PPP scandal. Let me know what you think about it. By the way, the book will not be out till September 15th. It'll largely be sold online. I don't know if the bookstores will be open. Couldn't be a worse time in history to publish a pro-American book, a book that doesn't attack President Trump, because the vermin in the publishing business seem to be bent only on bringing down America and destroying Trump, one and the same to them. It's all filled with college girls who at night probably put on black and knock down statues. During the day, they work in publishing companies in New York's publishing row. So here it goes. Our fight for America, the war continues. Whenever politicians start handing out money, a good portion of it inevitably goes to people with political connections. The PPP was no exception. And the largesse was truly distributed in bipartisan fashion. Among the organizations that took money were political organizations run by both Republican Grover Norquist and Democrat Madeleine Albright, a nonprofit run by Trump campaign insider David Bosey, and a political strategy firm linked to two alumni of the Obama White House. Schools where both President Trump's and former President Obama's children are or have been enrolled are also receiving money. Funds also flow to Kanye West clothing line. <laughs> the Girl Scouts, and many hedge funds. A dozen or so tech startups and venture capital firms receive loans. Gay dating app Grinder and Burning Man, the drug-fueled freak fest in the middle of the desert, 
got one to two million dollars and five million dollars respectively. Somehow we can do without independently owned hardware stores and restaurants, but we can't do without them. Americans were led to believe these funds were going to be made available to truly small businesses like the independently owned grocery store in your neighborhood or the local dry cleaner. I'm not saying no funds flow to businesses like that, but an awful lot seemed to go to people who would have got by without them. We are also told the primary reason the program was created was to preserve the jobs that would otherwise be lost. Remember that? It was to save jobs. Jim, remember that big line? Yet a total of 48,922 guaranteed and potentially forgivable loans were provided to companies reporting zero jobs retained. One company, Zilber LTD, got $7.5 million for retaining zero jobs. You can download all the PPP loan data, including the over 660,000 loans exceeding $150,000 in my book, Our Fight for America. For many of the small businesses, the CARES Act was supposedly written to help even those that got loans didn't find them useful because of the strings attached to keeping the money. For example, 75% of the money had to be spent on payroll, which means it couldn't be used to help with all the new costs that state and local governments put on businesses as a condition of reopening. The corona catastrophe will disproportionately affect small businesses, many of which will not survive. Large multinational corporations, on the other hand, who can count on the Federal Reserve to bail them out with newly printed money, even during normally occurring recessions, will not only survive, they will acquire all the market share previously held and lost by the little guys the government put out of business. And it will all be paid for by taxpayers, whether directly in new taxes or in the higher prices resulting from all the Federal Reserve monetary inflation. Again, I'm reading from my forthcoming book, Our Fight for America. One last paragraph. Who else benefits from the corona catastrophe? This summary is by no means an exhaustive list. As time goes on, the list will grow. But you can count on one thing. All the forces that want to transform America from a prosperous, free, capitalist nation into a poor, authoritarian, socialist one will benefit from the government response to this virus. The forces of evil are relentless, and they truly never let a crisis go to waste. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Look, these days it's not always easy to get together with the people we love, but a great way to feel close to those who can't be with us is through a painting from Paint Your Life. This is a great, great thing. You get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo that you send in at a truly affordable price. Then you choose from a team of world-class artists and you work with them on the web until every detail of that picture that you have ordered is perfect. Their user-friendly platform lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. Quick and easy. Get a hand-painted portrait in about three weeks. You send any picture of yourself, your children, family, a special place, cherished pet, or combine all the photos together. This makes the perfect birthday, anniversary, or Father's Day gift. It really is great. I got one of Teddy. It's meaningful, personal, and can be cherished forever. It's a gift that will make the recipient feel close to you even when you can't be there. Paint Your Life portraits are a gift that will keep on giving. At paintyourlife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, you're going to get your money back, fully refunded. 
guaranteed. And right now, as a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. You heard me right. 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer going, text the word SAVAGE to 64000. That's S-A-V-A-G-E to 64000. Text SAVAGE to 64000. I want you to paint your life to celebrate the moments that matter most. Text SAVAGE to 64000. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Coming to dismantle this deeply oppressive, racist, sexist, violent, utterly bankrupt system of capitalism, this police state. We cannot and will not stop until we overthrow it and replace it with a world based instead on solidarity, genuine democracy, and equality. A socialist world. Thank you. Another third world immigrant a Seattle City Councilwoman, Kashama Sawant, who openly calls for overthrowing the government. Now, in my world, in my day, deportation. One hearing and throw her out of the country. Ilhan Omar, I would have thrown her out of the country years ago when she started preaching revolution. It is, uh, by the way, a congressperson's oath to uphold the Constitution and the laws of the land. Yet we have this ingrate Ilhan Omar rescued from that cesspool called Somalia as a little child by the kindness of America and along with her girlfriends in the so-called squad they're calling for the dismantling of our nation and replacing it with socialism need I tell you that we are in a civil war need I tell you that they are already on the march Need I tell you the insurgency has begun? And what's the point of me telling you? Those who know will, will always know. Those who don't will never. I wrote that when I was 18 years old. I look around the white suburbs. I see fat old white men mowing the lawn, uh, drinking wine on their deck. They're oblivious. They don't know what's going on around them. They have no idea what's going on around them. And if you, if you ask them, they'd probably say, well, there's a lot of excesses by the police, you know, and they do have a point. So what will happen is anyone's guess. It's because we have a wishy-washy leadership that this is happening. And I, I don't know how else to say it to you, but the president needs to step into breach and take control of the left-wing Gestapo that is now ruling the nation's streets. Where is President Trump? Why is he giving such idiotic speeches, such as we're in a culture war? Uh, I think we wrote about that 25 years ago. Is that the best that the idiots who are writing for him can come up with? So for over a year now, including my hospitalization, and shortly thereafter, I've been working on our fight for America. The war continues. There's one piece of the jacket copy I don't like which I told my publisher, I only got this an hour ago. You have to change this. 
I hate this copy. It says America at war with itself over its past, present and future. I said to my publisher, no, we're not at war with ourselves. The left wing is at war with America. America's not at war with itself. It's a very small cadre of left-wing fanatics, both within and outside government, that is at war with America. I then talk about a public health disaster, how the coronavirus response was politicized, a wrongful death exploited by the radical left, real science abandoned by both sides, a crippled America fights to preserve freedom and the truth. Okay, that I could live with. But I have no question for you, really. There's no question today. But if you care to comment on what's going on in this country, including the American left pushing us into a civil war, the bailout nation, how do you feel about Tucker Carlson's website getting money? How do you feel about all of the, quote, hardcore great Americans who preach uh, conservatism, conservative American values? standing there with their hand out for the welfare state. How do you feel about that? Robert De Niro's restaurant chain, Nobu, took 14 PPP loans, up to $27 million in taxpayer-backed loans from the Paycheck Protection Program. Could you believe this? That lying, stinking, mook, bum, rat, Robert De Niro took 14 loans from the SBA. Media Matters, the anti-American, George Soros-funded Stalinist, group of sneaks took as much as two million dollars in coronavirus relief loans even while they slammed the trump administration's coronavirus response nancy pelosi's husband took a ppp loan but she said oh he didn't know anything about it said um, her husband paul is an investor so he was not aware the loan was applied for well then he could return it since now he's aware of it he can simply send the check back Paul Pelosi owns a stake of between a quarter and a half million dollars in EDI Associates, which invests in the El Dorado Hotel in Sonoma, California. EDI got a loan between $350,000 and a million dollars. You think that's fair? Top Biden donors bailed out by Trump's coronavirus relief program. Grinder, the gay date wedding uh, <laughs> dating site, Grinder, got one to two million dollars. Burning Man, that drug-fueled sex thing in the desert, $5 million. Kanye West, the loudmouth, has a clothing brand. He got $5 million from the PPP. Can you believe this? Other big names in business made their way onto the list as well, including the high-powered Silicon Valley venture capital firm Anderson Horowitz, which got between about a million dollars to save 24 jobs. Bird scooters received between five and ten million dollars. The scooters company founder, however, looked to Twitter, took to Twitter to say it never received any funds. Okay. Bailout nation. By the way, some of Trump's friends benefited from the PPP program. Did you know about that? Pretty sad, isn't it? And many of these friends are so-called conservatives in the media who preach the preach. And walk the walk. Not. They don't walk the walk. They just talk the talk. When it came to taking welfare from the Trump administration, their hand was out, just like Piggy. All the Piggies had their hands out for the bailout. And then they go back to the little business as usual of 
selling you, the little person, the big, the big lie that they believe in small government. Small government, my eye. They're welfare queens, just like those they attack. There's so much more to talk about, including our loss of the freedom of the press, and that we should be deporting people like Ilhan Omar after a quick congressional hearing because she's violating her constitutional oath. If you care to comment, the phone number is 855-400-SAVAGE. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Meanwhile, the um, Democrat rep Ilhan Omar, an ungrateful refugee from Somalia, a hellhole if there ever was one, gives a speech calling for the dismantling of the United States economy and political system. She is then joined by other socialists say we have to overthrow the system and they are not tried and deported. This is not free speech. You cannot profess the overthrow of this government. I don't care what the left will teach you in those rotten, stinking education institutions called colleges. So it really is our fight for the survival of America. They must be stopped. I do it every day on this show. What are you doing for it? Nothing. Is the American left pushing us into a civil war? We're already already in one. Meanwhile, all of the, the conservatives... All of the loudmouth conservatives on Fox and elsewhere that I could check out all took PPP money. They all took it. Oh, yeah. The ones who preach against the welfare state and against big government took the money. And then go on the air the next day with pancake makeup and smile at you and tell you they're for America. So what can I do? What can I do? You know, they got larceny in their hearts. There's an interesting story that we found on michaelsavage.com. Governor Newsom, wonderful, wonderful, great governor. Newsom's testy response when asked about PPP for a company he founded now run by a sister. Oh, yeah. A Northern California winery and hospitality company, Plump Jack, founded and partly owned by Newsom, received a loan worth $150,000 to $350,000 from the Paycheck Protection Program. Before taking office as governor in 2019, Gavin Newsom announced he would step away from his businesses and put his assets in a blind trust managed by a family friend and attorney. That's the latest game, blind trust. So a question from one of the reporters who dared say a word probably got fired uh, about the money. Why did your company apply for a loan? So Newsom says, you'll have to ask the people that are running those businesses. Mackenzie Ward, a spokesmouth, For Plump Jack Group said the governor has no say in any decision we are making. (laughs) Meet the president of Plump Jack Group, Hillary Newsom, Gavin's sister. And so there it goes. Both sides are screwing the public royally. All playing with us while the nation is burning. Both sides not fiddling while Rome burns, but stealing Rome's treasury while Rome burns. And the vandals and barbarians rage wildly in the streets. Those are some of the topics on the Savage Nation. They're very agitating. And I I don't blame you for turning the show off right now. You don't want to hear this. I know that most people say I'm not listening to this anymore. I can't take it. All right, put your head in the sand. See if I care. I have one job. You know, someone asked me the other day, a very prominent member of the media, um, how are you holding up given everything that's happened with you in the country? 
I said, I go on the air every day and I play the violin the best I can. He said, what do you mean you play the violin? I said, I perform a concert on the radio, an oral concert on the rear deck of the Titanic as it's sinking. I said, I don't know how many people actually hear the difference between me and those plunking a one-string banjo, talking about rubbish, making believe they're conservatives while cashing in on the, on the, on the Titanic's, you know, largesse as it goes down. I said, I don't know how many people actually hear the concert. All I know is that when I listen to Beethoven, tears come to my eyes and I become speechless. I can't talk. And I said, although I'm no Beethoven, in the radio, I do a pretty good job. And so I go on the air, each time I go on the air, and I play a concert for you, a verbal concert. I try to incorporate music, humor, the best of my education. I'm sitting here in this studio looking at a picture of myself at age 13. Here I have a big pompadour. I'm an innocent-looking kid. I didn't know what the world was then. My father tried to warn me what it was. He was an escapee, really, a refugee from the very world that Ilhan Omar and the vermin on the left would like to create in this country. The filth and the garbage that have been left in, let into this country. The filth and the garbage that have come in to poison our body politic want to create in this country what my grandfather and father fled from in the ex the old Russia, 1917. He came here in 1920. He was a little boy at the time. He ran away to this land of freedom, and he worked very hard. I worked very hard. My children worked very hard. We all did it the right way. We worked so hard to get what we have. And the vandals and barbarians think they're going to take it from us without a fight. But they actually haven't seen the fight yet. So far, it's been a one-way fight with no resistance. And as I've said before, it's because of the weakness of the central government. Whatever the reasons are, it doesn't really matter to me why we have a weakness of the central government. Why the military generals turned on Trump is almost irrelevant. They have. They basically told him not only would they not fight in the streets, they'd probably fight against him. The subtle message of those generals in that seven days in May was that they might come and take him out. That's what the generals were saying. So you have to ask yourself, what happened to the generals? How did they become... How did they become such socialists all of a sudden? Marxists, revolutionaries. How did this happen in front of our eyes? To jump to another piece of history in this little sonata I'm doing for you right now. <clears throat> After the Japanese invaded China with such brutality, you can't even imagine it. You all heard probably about the rape of Nanking, where the Japanese troops raped their way through Nanking, killed over 200,000 people, killed babies with bayonets, set buildings on fire. The rape of Nanking, one of the horrible tragedies uh, of the last century. Japanese invaded China, and they brutally repressed the Chinese people. And by the way, that has something to do with the Chinese history of today, even in regard to uh, we, the American people, but it's a separate story. So after the Japanese invaded China... They set up a um, provisional government that was run by collaborationists among the Chinese themselves. Are you aware of that? There was a collaborationist Chinese government 
that reported directly to the invaders, the Japanese. Collab- now, the em- my emphasis is on the word collaborationist Chinese government. Those were the Chinese who, to save their own skin, became quislings against their own people. And they worked for the Japanese overlords to suppress the Chinese patriots. We have in this country right now a collaborationist government. Some of the sound bites that I played are those of the chief collaborationists against our way of life. You have to ask yourself, how far does this collaborationist government run that is currently undermining the very pillars of this nation? You could say the entire Democrat Party. I would say you're probably right to the 90th percentile. They are, in essence, a collaborationist government working to overthrow this way of life. How many Republicans are part of the collaborationist government working to overthrow our way of life? I'll let you decide. How many in the media who profess to be great patriots yet took PPP money with their handout are really collaborationists? Nothing more than paid prostitutes pretending to be something they are not. And so the rot runs deep. You know, I spoke to one of my producers this morning, Jim, who's a great guy. Robert's great. Jim's great. They work so hard. I said, Jim, isn't this wearing you out? I said, isn't this like being a cancer surgeon who every day has to go to work and look at the MRIs and see how far the cancer has spread? And every day you see it spread even further. He said, it's awful. And I ask you, the American people, can this cancer be stopped? I don't know the answer. I think it can be stopped. With an aggressive surgeon, we could stop the cancer. But we need drastic action and we need it now. I've told you what needs to be done. I spell it out in our Fight for America, which will be out September 15th. But, you know, a book alone is not going to change the world. Oh, I realize it's not against Trump, so it won't be on the bestseller list. I am banned from Fox News. They only have heads of Black Lives Matter or the Communist Party USA. Isn't that interesting that Fox News bans Michael Savage but has one of the communists from Black Lives Matter on on their shows? Isn't that interesting? The great Laura Ingram has people on who undermined her when she was working for the same syndicator I worked for. A lawyer, a petty lawyer with the voice of a a squeaky 10-year-old boy threatened her every day and she featured him on her show i couldn't believe it i don't know who to trust anymore at the end of the day you have to only trust yourself at the end of the day you have to answer only to god trust not in man trust only in god that's all i can say because there's almost no one you can trust anymore so it's each man for himself these are depressing times look i I realize it's a bummer to listen to this. I know you want to be entertained and you know, play rock and roll and make some jokes and make you feel good. I can't do it. I'm not into it. There's nothing to be happy about in America right now. Nothing. Unless you're a moron. Unless you're an idiot. One of the white drunks in the suburbs who's on a combination of pills and white wine at night. Oh, yeah. And the neighborhood's full of them. The drunks are on Prozac, Prozac related compounds. One happy pillar, another, all the good liberals who have Black Lives Matter signs in their windows. The drunks sit and drink their wine at night while stoned out of their mind. They don't know what the hell's going on around them. Stupid. They don't know what's going on. They could be happy. I guess you could say ignorance is bliss. I would say 
being drugged and stoned is bliss for them. But those of us who see reality are not very happy right now, especially since there is a vacuum of inspiration and leadership at the very top. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. It is the Savage Nation. There is no title for this program uh, yet, other than our fight for America. The war continues. Let me take a quick call or two because you have some strong opinions out there. Let's see what you have to say about the Savage Nation. Uh, I don't really know which one to take. Let's take Texas Jerry. Jerry on line two. What's your point? Go ahead, please. Yes. Hi, Michael. Thank you for the work you do. My comment is that I was thinking maybe the uh, the invisible enemy has finally emerged as far as your book uh, cover goes. And uh, well, the invisible enemy has emerged. Ilhan Omar calls for dismantling the U.S. economy. Johns Hopkins professor Wendy Osifo wants to dismantle the system. City, city, Seattle City Councilwoman Kashwama was whatever. We will not stop until we overthrow capitalism. So, yeah, the invisible enemy has emerged. But what's being done about it? Nothing. That's the problem. And I'm, where is the where's the resistance? Where? Well, I, I'm, people are afraid to say one word about Black Lives Matter for fear that they're going to lose their job. Do you know that? Even though the women who founded Black Lives Matter are naked Marxists and have admitted so in writing, nobody dares say it like it is. Let me try, Michael. I think we are if uh, people who believe in the Constitution, as both of us do. We are really the revolutionaries. These people are counter-revolutionaries. They well, what are we going to... Wait a minute, wait, wait a minute. It's good to say this stuff. Tell me when there's going to be pushback to these people. The riots, the mobs, the statue throwing down, the uh, ripping of the flags, the spitting on the country. When does it stop? It stops when the leadership and the people are one about this here, and they have us divided right at the moment. Okay. I think that's fair enough. So who is the leader that's going to emerge to save this nation? We elected one man to do the job. That's correct. We thought he was going to do it. They undermined him for three straight years. It looks to me like they, they, I don't know, they got him in a compromise. The generals turned on him. And I think once the generals turned on him, everything changed. Don't you, Jerry? I do, and I'm so... I believe there's a subtle undertone to that. Which is not only will they not fight in the streets to defend us with the military, they will turn the military on Trump to remove him. That was the real message. The Westwood One Podcast Network. Fans of the spoken word, welcome. This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. I do believe a statewide mask order is important because there is a variability in people taking seriously or even understanding 
the benefit of masks. In direct answer to the first part of your question, masks make a difference. It is one of the primary fundamental tools liar, that liar. we have, particularly as you mentioned in the question, because a considerable number of liar. individuals, up to 40 percent, liar, any frauds, and yet they still can't transmit right, turn, turn off, the infection. Turn off Dr. Mengele. I can't take it. This guy, Fauci, has been a disaster for America ever since the AIDS epidemic. <clears throat> I've told you about him before. They shut his mouth for a while. Now the, the, the creep is back again, telling us we have to wear a mask even outdoors. So let's look at the science. Let me make it very simple for you. Fauci is a complete and total liar. He wants to submit us. It's a mark of submission. The, the size of the holes or the pores in a cloth face mask ranges in size from 20 to 100 microns. The COVID virus is 0.1 microns. So what does that mean? It means the virus is so small that it gets through the mask. Putting up a chain link fence will not keep out a mosquito. Dr. Fauci, you know that, you filthy liar, you. Even the most esteemed medical journals are now admitting that the purpose of the mask is to calm anxiety, to reduce the transmission of anxiety. And yet this liar, this power-mad lunatic Fauci is not stopped by Trump. The same way the rioters are not stopped by Trump, the same way the grifters are not stopped by Trump. You ask yourself who's in charge, who's in control of this? When does it stop? Well, I don't have an answer for when it stops. I'm just a uh, talk show host. I'm a talk show host. That's all I am, a theoretician, an orator, a writer. Here we are living through this juggernaut. The juggernaut of 2020, a catastrophe strikes. A novel coronavirus leaked out of a laboratory in Wuhan, China, sweeps the world, wreaks havoc on the economies of the world, destroys societies from top to bottom, leads to corruption and graft like we've never seen in the history of this nation. You know, I don't know of a scandal larger than that of the PPP program in the history of the country. I remember growing up reading about the Tennessee Valley Authority and the corruption and the bids. I've never seen anything like this. Both sides. Both sides stole the taxpayers' money. Meanwhile, the mobs rage in the streets. And Trump, I don't believe, is doing enough. I'm sorry, I don't believe he's doing enough. I read just now that there have been federal charges filed for seven protesters in Portland, Oregon. They are not protesters. They're terrorists. Stop calling them protesters. They're, they're terrorists. It's not against racial injustice. It's not against police brutality. It's against our way of life. This is for the systemic overthrow of the United States of America by this band of loosely organized anarchists, communists, socialists, feminists, and other undesirables. I read today that the U.S. attorney in Oregon announced federal charges against seven protesters. What did they do? Oh, they're charged with disorderly conduct to destruction of federal property, assaulting a federal officer. Really, what did they actually do? Well, one of the protesters, meaning the domestic terrorists, 
is 19-year-old Rowan Olson, who pled not guilty. His federal public defender, Susan Russell, did not give a comment. So what did they actually do? Court papers filed Monday allege Olson used his body <clears throat> to hold the doors to the courthouse shut to prevent federal officers from coming out to confront demonstrators, meaning terrorists, and cause the glass to shatter. What do you mean cause the glass? It broke on its own? This is all written by the Associated Pukes. Other terrorists then threw fireworks inside the courthouse and at federal officers, starting a small fire in the entry. Does that sound like a protest to you? Four of the seven people arrested are from the Portland metro, uh, metro area. One is from Oceanside, one from Seattle, one from Eugene. Demonstrators, meaning terrorists, are also accused of shining laser beams in the eyes of federal officers, assaulting officers with a shield and destroying a security camera. Does that sound like a protester to you? These are hardcore anarchists, hardcore communists, hardcore terrorists. U.S. Attorney Billy J. Williams said in a statement that U.S. Marshal Service deputies and officers from the Federal Protective Service uh, Homeland Security, blah, 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 have been on duty protecting the courthouse. So the, quote, protesters who are really domestic terrorists, Mr. Trump, attention, Donald Trump, put down the golf club, pick up the pen. Attention, Donald Trump, put down the golf club, pick up the pen. The country is in the midst of a revolution. They're using Molotov cocktails. They are beating people up randomly. They are not only trashing statues, President Trump, they're tearing down the nation itself. Meanwhile, in Rome, they are not fiddling while Rome burns. They're stealing from the treasury, both sides, robbing the treasury blind. And the worst of them are those in the media who call themselves conservatives who had the handout for PPP loans. Check them all out. See who got money. And by the way, there's some who have not yet been found out of they use front companies we're still investigating oh yeah some of them who scream the loudest about the constitution and those like him we're looking into their uh let us say uh connections to the government to have benefited from the ppp program let's see where it leads some of them are so smart they have four or five front companies it's almost impossible to unravel how somebody with 10,000 uh, properties could not get a handout. I don't know. And yet you can't find his uh, the name of his company. You know that? Oh, yeah. One of the biggest conservatives out there. Oh, yeah. Did very well for himself. He's against welfare, except when it came to him. Jerry and Vacaville, you're on the Savage Nation. What's your topic? Go ahead, please. Yeah, I was going <clears> to <throat> try and explain what happened with the military and why they're against uh, Trump in this thing. Okay. That goes back. To, I did 33 years in the service, and I had to work under both Obama and Clinton, and that was no fun. But anyway, when they took office, they caused the patriotic generals, one stars, two stars, three stars, it's that they said, I had enough. I'm not doing this with them and they took their retirements and left now in the pentagon you had majors lieutenant colonels colonels and a couple of one stars that were never going to go anywhere because they were shelved because of their politics and everything else even though you're mm -hmm. not politics in the military 
Right. Uh, so what happened now, you had a bunch of people bail out at the top end. So now you had a huge opening, and these guys moved up in rank, and, went, and they took over everything. Would you agree, would you think that Mattis is one of those Quislings, or would you say he's a good guy? I don't know the individual, but he sure sounds like one. But these are people who are never supposed to go anywhere. They were supposed to retire as a major, a lieutenant colonel, a colonel, or a one-star, and that was it. But all of a sudden, everything opened up, and bang, there they were. And well, that makes sense. I, well, then Obama also purged the military of people from captain and above. <laughs> Uh, Obama conducted a Marxist revolution inside the military. That's a given fact. I studied it and actually published it in a previous work. Uh, um, he actually purged the military of captain and above. Yep. So, Jerry, what? given that that has happened, how does the nation survive the situation we are in when you have the defense secretary saying in the midst of the burning of a church in Washington, the facing of statues, they almost assaulted the White House. The defense secretary says we will not use the military to stop them. How, how do you survive it? How does the nation survive this? Okay. If you had the right people in, in control military-wise, you really wouldn't want to do that because you unleash the military that way under the right people, it's going to be bad. Now, under these people, I don't know what the hell would happen. But Trump's biggest mistake... Well, but Jerry, we all know historically, going back to Eisenhower, at least seven times the U.S. military has been used to put down insurrections in this country, and people were killed. But it did stop the rioting, it did stop the looting, it did stop the burning. Yes. That's what stopped them. The only thing the terrorists understand is, is force. We all know that. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. How did ISIS get stopped? By talking with them? by meeting with them in, in a third-party place and having tea with them. They were only stopped when their leaders were killed, hunted down, killed by drones, decimated. That's when terrorists stop no other way. You're right. So where the hell is the leadership then? There isn't. That's the point. Well, okay, so where's Trump? Tell me where Trump is. Trump's between a rock and a hard spot because he cannot get the full support of the military because they're they're aligned with the other side right so all of these military leaders who turned on him are basically aligned with the revolution they're aligned with the democratic party or the democrat party i should say well but the democrat party is the party of uh, of socialism and revolution right now isn't it correct and they're all they're not they're not aligned with patriotism have you heard one democrat stand up for a uh, george washington jefferson statue or an american flag have you heard one Democrat condemn the terrorists who were burning and looting? No. I haven't heard one. They never will. No. They're hoping to regain control of this country, and if they do, Katie, bar the door. Okay, one last question. I, I made an allegation in my last hour that not only did the generals refuse to um, help put down the uh, terrorists in our streets, uh, but they also subtly said to Trump that we will come for you if you actually try to do this. Do you subtly think that they threatened him or overtly? Do you think behind the scenes they threatened to overthrow him? Uh, that's up for conjecture. I can't answer that one way or the other. But, it, I mean, it, it's not beyond the realm of reality. All right. So there we go. We're using reason. We're using a knowledge of history. We know how things work. 
my allegation is that there's a high likelihood, not even a remote possibility, but a high likelihood that when the general said through the defense secretary, we will not be used in the streets. They were also saying, we'll turn on you if you try to use us. Let's leave it at that because we don't have an answer to it. It'll never be seen in history. I'll be right back to Savage, Savage Nation. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. Uh, tomorrow's going to be another remarkable day in the United States of America. Uh, the Bolton book is going to go nowhere. I don't care if it sells 12 million copies. We all know he's a disgruntled, backstabbing human being. I warned Trump about him before he hired him. He was only supported by a few lightweights in the media who pushed him on Trump, talked Trump into him, told Trump Bolton was a great guy. Bolton got us into Iraq. Bolton now stabbed it. So that, that book's going over. Then you got the Nieces book coming out in a week or two. Uh, as far as the Nieces book goes, as far as I know, she was not even born when many of the things she talks about the president occurred. Her so-called psychological analysis of him means nothing. I mean, she's just a disgruntled bad relative. I don't think that book's going to change too many minds. What will happen is tomorrow the U.S. Supreme Court is going to rule on a Trump taxes. Now, that is a big one. U.S. Supreme Court is to rule on Thursday on whether President Donald Trump must release financial records to prosecutors in Congress politically sensitive cases with potentially far-reaching implications. Asserting presidential immunity, the New York real estate tycoon has refused to release his tax returns despite promising to do so during his 2016 campaign. Now, we know the Democrats uh, are behind it, but that's irrelevant. What's relevant is, will the tax returns be released and will that be the final blow? That's re- I'm telling you right now, this is the big one. The money is always the issue. Let's leave that hang in the air until we see what happens. Meanwhile, we the people are facing the vandals and the barbarians in the streets. We the people are the ones who are on the front lines and we're not allowed to fight back. A couple in the East Bay painted over a Black Lives Matter sign and they were arrested for a hate crime. Now, I don't know how the hate crime laws can be applied to painting over a sign. I don't think that they will apply, and I think this case will easily be dismissed. But it just shows you the kind of low-level mentality there is in the prosecutorial offices. The lowest level of law school graduates have been elevated to the level of uh, DAs in many towns. And so defacing a city street by painting a pro-Black Lives Matter sign on it could be seen as vandalism also, or graffiti, couldn't it, to other people? And yet painting it over is not seen as vandalism or is seen as vandalism. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Shouldn't the law apply both ways? You mean because one left wing city official says it's okay to paint Black Lives Matter in the street. That makes it good. That doesn't offend a large portion of the public to do that on a public street or a public edifice. Well, it shouldn't be used to offend people. Public spaces should not be used to offend the public. And yet you have a small group that thinks it's their right, their imperative, over the death of one man. Think about this. This was was their Fort Sumter. The brutal death or killing or homicide of that poor man, which I roundly said it like it is the day I saw it with him crying for his mother. I don't care what his rap sheet was. I don't care how bad he was. The man was cuffed on the ground and crying for his life, and that psychopath cop killed him. Okay, let's put that aside. 
He's been put in jail, the cop, as have the other cops who stood by. But that was not the reason. That was just the trigger to unleash the vermin who have been lying in wait like the boll weevils they are. The anarchists, the communists, the socialists, the Democrats, the professors, and the other haters of our way of life have been unleashed under the guise of the death of that man. And now they're calling for the dismantling of our nation. We are at war, President Trump. Put down the golf club, lift up the pen. Michael Savage, a host like no other. First of all, there's no reason to panic by any public official or they're disqualifying themselves from their position. But the data is what I want to talk about. And when we see this focus on more cases, it doesn't really matter how many cases. It only matters who gets the cases, because we know the infection fatality rate for people under 70 is 0.04% on the latest analysis. That's less than or equal to seasonal flu. The cases themselves should not be, and we're never the focus. It's only the tragic consequences of the cases. So when we look at these new cases in every state, the overwhelming majority are younger, healthier people. I think in Florida, the median age is 36. In Texas, it's something similar or maybe 40. So the liars like Fauci, who should be dismissed uh, last March, the lying governors who are locking states down based upon stupid scientists, false science, misinterpreted data are not responding to the fact that the um, fatality rate for people under 70 is 0.04 percent which is less than the rate of a seasonal flu and so for that they're killing restaurants beauty parlors barber shops stores you name it the, the, you talk about stupid governors evil stupid governors it doesn't get worse than what we're living through and yet, no matter what you say, the vermin in the media keep reporting the hysteria. So, yeah, we're trying to protect high-risk people, but we are protecting them, the older people, the vulnerable people. But you don't shut the whole society down for the older and vulnerable people. What you do is keep them away from society until this blows over. The people who are going and testing for COVID positive, 15 to 20% of people in the hospital as inpatients, are COVID positive. So it means 80 to 85% have nothing to do with COVID-19. Did you hear that? 80 to 85% of those testing positive are in there for another reason. Then they're tested. It says, oh, you have the antibodies. So then you get the distortion in the media that it's spreading like crazy. Then you get the maniacs like uh, Fauci coming back again, telling you to wear a mask while you're in the toilet. Where I, you know, my favorite one is I see here in the Bay Area, the morons driving around with masks in a car. And you realize how far the mass hysteria has gone. I would change it to mask hysteria. Go ahead and steal that book. Call it mask hysteria because it is mask hysteria. We've gone from mass hysteria to mask hysteria. Imbeciles driving in their own car with a mask on with no one else in the car. I say to myself, how dumb can people be? Have they never heard of Lewinhook? The germ theory of disease? These people who are college educated are actually stupider than the average person. And speaking of stupid, all these years we were warned about the right-wing militias that would come down from the hills and wreck our cities. And take a look at who's doing it. 
It ain't the right-wing militias, is it? It's the skinny vermin from the colleges who are wrecking your nation. The Westwood One Podcast Network. 